Quip Show. Hey, first off, man, don't be ringing my doorbell like that, man. Come on in the crib, man. Spike Prince being an awesome play every instrument can do. He still had time to do Jehovah Witness. I don't feel nobody in the comedy game done more than me for the female comedian. Kevin Hart like that. Yeah, yeah. Kevin I got to put Kevin in there already. Who would Dave Chappelle be in the comedy scene? What you compare as an athlete? I'm talking about Dave Chappelle would be the Jordan or LeBron of so comedy. He, yeah. I brought Dick Gregory to VA three times. Yeah, you don't know who I am? A piece of coconut. All right, so check this out. When I first started the crib, I had this young man, man. He was a young, he was a young whippersnapper. One of the hardest grinders I ever known, man. Angus Black. What's happening? Yeah, man. Come on in and chill, man. And sit down in the crib, man. What's going on with man, you? Man, it's crazy that uh, like you doing an interview with me. And the first interview was me getting a job. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, dang, I'm back in front of my employer again. <laughs> I mean, you know what, man? I always knew it's just certain things that what, what God gifted me with, you know, to be able to see certain things, to see the good in people, or see the talent in people. I, I, I'm going to tell you, man, like, to see you taking a picture with Tyler Perry, get on the stage and just crush the audience with your comedy and your hosting. Man, I just get so, I get bubbles, bro. I, I ain't even gonna fight, I get goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, when I, when I seen you for the first time mm -hmm. and you was doing that, I had an indication in my spirit that there was something you was gonna do. Not until now, because I, I used to pick up Angus, man, Every, every, almost every day and take him to the station so you know what I'm saying because he didn't have a car at the time yeah, was, somebody from the station was going to pick me up <laughs> he picked me up most of the time but they used to argue over who was going to pick me up nah man, I ain't got time to drop him off tonight man I ain't got and they all just look at me at one time hey you need to get a car <laughs> and then they just let me just drive the station truck so I, imagine the radio truck with all this promotional stuff. Beyonce, Jay-Z, Puff Daddy. It, the truck is wrapped. And here it is. I'm going over over Chick's Cribs with the truck, with the truck trying to go get me some. And, and, and I'm talking about I was at this one chick crib, and a dude came and knocked on the door. She opened the door. She, she come back in the back room. She's like, some dude out here said he, he want to holler at you. Cause he saw it. I come outside. I saw the truck. I knew you had to be over here. <laughs> like, dude, I'm always trying to get some booty, man. You know, leave. The truck was hot. Now, let me tell you. So, when he used to tell me stories, man, in the car, and his storytelling was just was so unreal I, and, and funny. I said, man, you, you, you need to be a comedian, man. Mm -hmm. He said, what are you talking about, man? You could describe that better. Yeah, yeah. Than I, I, like, I was more like on the, uh, you know, I'm funny to y'all and stuff, man. But getting on stage, that's a totally different thing. And then, you know, Pizzo was just like, hey, look, dude, you come in here, you know, everybody comedy show. Uh, uh, you talking about all the favorite jokes and stuff. And you tell they stuff and you still make it funny the way you tell it. He was just like, at the end of the day, what do you got to lose, you know? You riding around here in the station truck. You live with your grandma, <laughs> laying on the couch. Like, what you got to lose? 
And that's what it came down to. Like, just, yeah, you right. Like, what I got to lose? Like, where, where I'm at right now ain't cool. And so. Do you remember the first assignment that I gave you, the work assignment that I gave you? And what you mean for is uh, comedy-wise, I gave you the Richard Pryor. The Richard Pryor albums. Yep. Yeah, he, he burnt them on DVDs. Not DVDs, but on CDs. Because I used to stay at the station and burn mixtapes all night. That's that's how I made my money. Even at DTLR, I was selling shoes and I was selling mixtapes. Which that joint, you ain't supposed to be doing that, but made some good money off of them joints. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, you gave me them Richard Pryor joints, and I and I listened to them the storytelling then, and then uh, uh, another comedian, a uh, legend out here, Herman Hurston. Herman he, Hurston, what's up, Herm? Herm, Herm, you know, was running the comedy scene before was having rooms and doing all that stuff. So Herman tight with Pizzo, uh, he know me, but he don't know me. You know what I mean? And then uh, he got Pizzo. He like, yo, I need you to come do some time. At my new spot in Portsmouth called Makeda's, Makeda's Restaurant, and uh, Pizzo, I can't make it. And then we on the radio and stuff, and uh, Pizzo just put me on the spot. He like Angus performing tonight. Like, <laughs> like what you talking? Hey, hey, you out? It's out there now. You you gotta go. So he just threw me out there. I I went with not having a plan, not even knowing how to plan, not knowing how to. How to create a joke. Herman told me to do 10 minutes. And I did like 52 minutes on my first on my first show. 12 people showed up. Burgundy came. Hercules came. They was all from the radio station too. And uh Hercules, he was he was <laughs> he was uh critiquing my, my show and stuff. He like you 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 got it. I see it there a little bit, but you know, you just Work on this, work on that, you know, stop playing, you know. <laughs> like, but uh that was that was the first one and after that, just went went up. It got better and better. Got better and better. Better and better. When I knew new is when we had Summerfest. Summerfest. DTLR Summerfest. DTLR Summerfest. And y'all threw him in a threw him in the fire. T.I. couldn't come. He didn't show up. So we didn't know how to tell the crowd. So we told Black to go out there and burn. And they were time. booing when they made the announcement that T.I. won't come in. They was booing. And people were literally walking out. And Pizzo even told me. Pizzo rock. Pizzo like, look, hey, Black, you know, hey, you bro. Love you, dog, all day. But they might get you out there. <laughs> <laughs> they might get you out. You might lose this one, Black. Pizzo ain't had no hope in me on, on that day. <laughs> and we in Portsmouth. And I never forget. I went out on that stage and did some did some comedy bits, and people was trying to boo. I saw people's faces. I saw them like get off the, and I was just trying to ignore them and stuff. And it just got better and better. I saw people that were literally about to walk out, mm-hmm, who turned too. around and came back in like, oh hold on, hold on, let me see what he's talking about. And then I had to. This was this was when the first time I said, yo, what can I do? to leave a staple on this show that will make people be like, yo, T.I. ain't show up, but this dude that came out after him, he took his clothes off. <laughs> he took all his clothes. I had boxes on on stage with Band-Aids all over my body. 
And that was some last minute. Job. I was in the bathroom. I saw a box of band aids, and I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna make up this story that I got stabbed by this girl." And I literally made that story up right then and there. Wow. Yeah, and you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and and, and yo, and I came off stage that feeling. You the the whole radio style, y'all sitting there on the side. They embraced me like 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 a like a proud dad was on the side. Like boy, oh. I was riding cloud nine that whole night. That was that was the. It was a lot of people in there. So this is why we talking to <clears throat> a future comedy legend, already a legend in the seven five seven area, but and other areas too, because he do a lot of yeah. traveling. You know what I'm saying? But I need other future comedians that understand. You know, there is a certain process that you got to go through to to really become that comedic legend. Now, you know, so you, sometimes we'd be in the crib, other people would just be popping up. So my man Humble, he stepped over in the crib. He he, he, he in the crib. He came through the kitchen, man. Yes, yes, you got to let us know when you're coming in here, yeah, man. We had to creep in, man. I was just joining the conversation. I was talking some good stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. see, I'm saying, at first, I didn't even know who you was that was in the crib. <laughs> you, y'all know that movie, Next Day Air? And it was this one dude, Mike Epps and Woody Harris. And they had this one guy who would just sleep on the couch with yeah, a gun yeah. in his hand. Yeah, that, that, that's me. Yeah. They're like, who are you? Like, hey, man, real. I'm trying that's to get some real. sleep, man. Like, that's me for real. Bro. Right. Super low. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, that's 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 the process. So we just want other comedians to share this video because we're going to see the process of what Angus Black went through to become the man he is today on the, on the comedy level. And it's still unbelievable. It's still... At a point that I can't, because I used to come tell you about a whole bunch of comedians that I like, mm-hmm. and and oh such and such said this, and and now to go through my phone and they all in my phone like and calling or they hitting me up like Angus man you got some work for me up that way you like I'm giving work to some vets right like, so so you know and and the whole goal of this was I love comedy without a doubt the passion I have for it is amazing. But I just ain't want to be a comedian. I want to be the, I want to be like the L.A. Reed mm. of comedy, where I'm hosting, but people don't even know that uh, uh, this is my show. Mm-hmm. That you know what I mean. Like, you'll see uh, such and such show hosted by Angus Black, but they don't know this is I. This is my show. I put up my bread for it. This is my tour. Like I don't have nobody. Helping me, I got some. I had investors and stuff like that that helped me out, but pretty much I'm running the whole show. See, it's like true. I'm rolling the dice, but you got people behind you that just drop money and on the game they don't never play. Right, right, just, right. That 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 was me. I, I'm gonna roll the dice. Side betting, yeah, side betting. That's what I had people doing with me and stuff. But I know my thing. I, I know I know this business. I, I know who funny. I know who got it. I know. Some people just, I could just see, I'm like, yo, I put random people on the road with me or random people on stage that just be regular. Because a lot of the people that be funny is the ones that ain't trying. Yeah. And, and that yeah. was a case with me. Yep. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. Pizzo, I'm telling him the same thing. I'm like, you know, I'm funny to you and stuff. But yeah. then he gave me a why. Mm. Like, 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 yo, what's your why in life? That's like, dope. like. I'm like, why why you do this? Why is you doing like so once you figure out your why, they tell mm-hmm. you this in any business and stuff. Figure out your why or why you need 
to do certain things to get where you got to get. A thousand percent. And so when he's saying, like, yo, dude, you on the couch, you driving in the truck, like, mm-hmm. like, bro, like, you grown, you, you getting. Man. And it's like, yo, it just sink in, like, oh, man. I heard, I heard about you the first, before I met you, I heard about you from Andrew Schultz. What? Yeah. So uh, I listened to the Brilliant Idiots podcast. Oh, yeah. I listened to it one day. This was before I met you, Pizzo. And so before the connection, I know, I think they mentioned that you was from Virginia, or I might have already knew. Uh Uh-huh. Was it the one they talking about, I was talking about dinosaurs and stuff like that? I can't can't remember what it was, exactly what they're talking about. But Andrew Schultz was was giving you props, saying how funny you were. And that, you know what I mean? And And every time I hear about anybody from Virginia... I always be like in the back of my head clapping it up like word word word. And Andrew Schultz on that level, so yeah, he on that level, so he, he, yeah, exactly, he, yeah, so, yeah. That 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 meant a lot coming from him to me to be like, yo, Angus Black is a real real funny dude, and he was he was giving you a lot of props. Yeah, he talked about me on a, on a few shows, and that that said a lot. Even one that he did with Charlemagne the God, he was mm-hmm. out there talking about me, and I was sitting, people just blowing my phone up like Andrew Schultz talking about y'all, like yeah. what? Word. And uh, Andrew Schultz told me. If he see this, this is going to be hilarious to him mm-hmm. later on. But he was like, yeah, I got to get some dates and take you on the road on tour and stuff. So I ain't been on the road with him yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I How about, long ago was that? This is now going about about a year and a half now. Oh, okay. And he just went on an epic tour. That was, an epic tour. That thing was rock concert, Man, smoke coming listen. out. So I'm a fan of them, boy. I'm a fan of all of them. And look, and I told Andrew, because Andrew, I could hit him up anytime now. He still just hit, hit me right back. That's if, dope. If not right then, he going to hit me back. Right, right, and um, I told him, I said, just to let you know, I'm still waiting to get on the road, but uh, until then, I have been telling everybody I've been on tour with you already. <laughs> and he was like, what, bro? What? I was like, yeah, I already told people, like, we, yeah, we just did New York and everything. Yeah. Y'all ain't see me. I came out like, but I've been lying <laughs> until you bring me out there. So so just in case he see this, he already knows. What the hell Andrew Schultz, man? Yeah, dog. We got we to gotta link that up because, you know, you know, I got a, a, a past, like, with Charlemagne, too, mm-hmm. with a similar situation how... You know, he got started in radio, so, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I got to, you know, send him some stuff. And we got the plugs, dog. Like, yeah. dog, anybody know everybody, dog, us two, yeah. you ain't going to find a, a, another duo like this. This is Batman and Robin for real, for real. the hood. And, 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 and the brilliant, it is podcast, it is Charlemagne and Andrew Yeah, Schultz. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So. yeah, but I'm talking about, like, just coming up in the game. Uh, we was in Atlanta for the birthday bash. That was the real first test. Uh, uh, Pizzo went down there. I'm talking about everybody. This is when Young Jeezy was coming up and oh. was that guy. Okay. Like that first, that that third one-on-one mm-hmm. album, mm-hmm. classic. And we back there burning up. I'm talking about everybody coming back there. T.I., The Brat, Jermaine Dupree, Jeezy. Uh, uh, franchise boys, Atlanta was just booming right around this time. Pizzo got a game that he had a what kind of game was that? I was playing a taunt game. Taunt game. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, had a taunt. board that go to it, but that thing was kind of big. Mm-hmm. Man, we out carrying this board around on my back, bro. Because <laughs> it already like what we doing now. If you sit and think about it. Even though we was doing radio, mm-hmm. that was technically like a podcast then. Yep. Like, yep. like, cause we had the taunt, he had the taunt game set up on the joint, and people was coming to the table, and he was like, 
already give them that, like, yo, we, you know, Lil Duval came over there, they over there gambling and stuff while we on the radio. Like, dog, that junk was podcasting before podcasting came out. That's that's true. You know, and that was the <clears throat> that was the birthday bash when T.I. went on stage and told Lil Flip, bring your punk ass out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they wouldn't let Lil Flip come on stage. So we had, like, man, it was everybody that was, we was interviewing from Sierra when she first, yep, first yep. started. Like, we was one of the first ones to break Sierra. Uh, we had Paul Wall. I was gambling with Paul Wall. You know what I'm saying? And, um, just, you know, just a whole bunch of people, man, that that, that was, uh, you know, people that was kind of big in the industry. Yeah. But we was down there and, and making a name for ourselves and, and then Duval, I, I never got joked on. Because, you know, I'm a comedian, too. So I go back and forth. Yeah. But Duval slayed me that day, man. Yeah, every time Duval saw you, he was <laughs> on you. He was on you. He came into our radio station. He was looking like, hey, y'all radio stuff on some tables. <laughs> like, we was on some regular on some regular school tables. Yeah. Yeah, so, dog, them, y'all... y'all it it would be hard for y'all to understand what we went through and, and around that time just the the real hustle like you know, we walking around with a whole game on my back leaving the birthday bash junk flooded on the street seeing dudes pulling up with a whole grill hooked to their car got the block popping y'all dog that that was that's an iconic time in my life that mm-hmm. I would never forget we we go to strip club. You just ran into Archie. That's when he was when he was uh popping. We ready, we ready, we ready. He outside the strip club pushing his mixtape, and he was hot at that time. Right, right. So it's just like there yeah, that that was just mind blowing. And he had to tell me, keep it one hundred. He had to tell me to calm down because I was on groupie mode sometimes. <laughs> I'm like yo, peace on okay. He like calm down. You gonna get the drop. Calm down. I, 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 I. How you doing, Trinidad James? <laughs> but see, this is the thing, though. So when, when you know, looking back and reflecting back on these times and seeing where we are now, and especially even focusing on you, like where you are now, mm-hmm. like what are one of the comedians, if you can say, yo, I want my career like this guy right here. Like if I can have my career like this guy, who would that comedian be? I had to say Kevin Hart, and 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 a lot of people don't know we Kevin Hart back in the day too, coming yep. down yep. doing Wednesday night Apollo night at the Funny Bone, and he still was doing his thing. But he, he one of the guys hanging with us, dog, didn't even had to roll with us like that. And Kevin Hart, he he said something that always stuck to me. He said. Somebody was interviewing him, and they asked him, "What kind of comedian are you?" And he said, "I want to be a multi, multi-cultural comedian, multicultural comedian." That's what he said. Where he just want to cater to every. I don't have a style. I'm not like just you know for the hood. Mm-hmm. Like he had every. So that's how I am. Like I could do every kind of crowd. Like I could do all white crowd. I could do all black crowd. I could do older people, young. I could I could flip my game so that that's a uh, that's a cause cause comedy is like battle rap you know what I mean I love how battle rap how's that break that down make people understand I that. love battle rap if you a battle rapper 
fan out there, you know what I mean for his bars. The uh, so if you hear Murder Moot or Arsenal or any of them say a line, and then how they bring it back around, people repeating it. You hear what he said? He said, "I take your mom and bow, 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 and then I, ooh." So comedy, that's how I write my jokes or how I come up with my jokes. I'm trying to think of something that'll make you say, "Yo, you hear how he was talking about his girl? They how they broke up and then it came back around." It's a that's a battle rap bar in comedy. Mm. Only other comedians are sitting in the back and observe you and be like, "Ooh, mm-hmm. why I ain't thinking nothing like that? Right. Oh my god!" So that's how I look at comedy is like battle rap. So what's your process of writing? Do you write in your phone or do you write on the pad or do you write in your head? Like, I, I your promise process? you, I ain't trying to be like how everybody. You know, it's something about I don't write that you just people look at you on another level. Mm-hmm. But most of the stories and most of everything I, that I say, I don't write. It's just in my head. I, I never really, even when I write, I, I don't I don't remember the stuff. Right, right. I got notebooks at home of stuff that I wrote that I never went back to them jokes. Yeah. Like, if I go back through, I'm like, oh, I remember this joke about the peanut butter on the up. Uh, I never use none of that stuff, but I, I get on that stage. I can go over the stuff that I wrote before I go on stage and won't say none of the stuff I, that I wrote. Like, my mind is going 100 miles an hour. So is it like one of them experiences, like, because <clears throat> that's how that's how I would, because, I, you know, uh, I got involved in comedy by being on the radio and then interviewing the comedians, and then when they start joking, I joke them back, mm-hmm. and then we start going for it, and they be like, yeah, you funny. So Akatunde, one time for Akatunde, he was the one that really opened me up and said, yo, I'm putting you on stage. So went from Arkansas and then to Herm, and when Herm asked me to to do some time, mm-hmm. and I was like, Nah, I'm a, I'm gonna put Black in that position because I knew Black was coming up and I knew he was gonna be who he was gonna be. But <clears throat> that's interesting that you say that you're not you don't really write. So are you looking at yourself? Is is it like you having an out of body experience? Because I know, you know, my short span with comedy is almost like I was like looking at myself mm-hmm. from you know from another angle and and just kind of going with the the flow I, I I'm still like no I'm I'm like still like shocked that I'm doing what I'm doing like it ain't even every day I'm just looking like man when when somebody call me and I see their name I'm like oh sis yo what's up sis what up like you know it it still ain't set in with me cuz I honestly was at a point where I'm I'm just already preparing for the worst in 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 the future because honestly I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life. All the way through school, I ain't do my work, take my work serious. My dad just couldn't understand me. He just like, yo, boy, what is what? <laughs> and dog, uh, and I honestly like, I ain't graduate on time. You know what I mean? I kind of dropped out. You know what I mean? But I graduated from an alternative school, and um. Even then, I was sitting here thinking, like, man, this jump about to get real. I'm about to be grown. Like, I'm about to be, I got to get out here and figure something out. And that's a scary thought. Because, like, it, it don't really set into, like, yo, you got to get a job. You got to pay bills. You got to, and I'm sitting here, and I, I'm a I'm a hustler, but I don't like working on the 9 to 5 o'clock. I don't, right. yeah, that's never been me. And right. my dad be like, look, you got to do what you got to do. Right. 
I, I did have nine to fives. I worked at DTLR, worked at Shoe City. I worked at Kmart for like five years. I started at Kmart when I was like, what, 16, 15? Mm. And I was pushing shopping carts for five, six years. Was nice with them joints too. Right. And um, so, yeah, as the future came up, it was just like, man, what you gonna do? Now, fast forward, performing with everybody you can think of. Uh, shout out to big bro Corey Holcomb, man. Corey Holcomb took me on the road mm-hmm. and really gave me my first taste of of that road life. Right. Like, Herman took me on the road, too. Mm-hmm. But I ain't never been, like, nationwide. Right. Corey took it on the nationwide level. And when you're a comedian and you doing, like, local comedy clubs, uh, this is what most comedians run, run uh, have a problem with. Is that they uh, they they used to doing stuff locally that and talking about stuff locally that they city known for and then they try to go to a new city and do those jokes where those people don't understand what you talking about. Yeah. So to go to a city now, I can go to a city now. Any city I go to, I go like a day or two days early, right. so I have time to study what they known for. I go to Pittsburgh. I know they love pierogies out there. Mm-hmm. That's like them little, uh, uh, like like little hot pockets with onions on it. With uh, like they talking about got yeah. mashed potatoes and mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put French fries on everything. They known for pepperoni bread. Pepperoni bread. Because Pittsburgh is known is a steel city. Okay. Everybody worked in factories. Okay. So they never had time to take lunch breaks. That they be working mm-hmm. that hard. So they they get bread. With meat already in it, and while they working in on the steel, yeah, they eating they pierogies and and they and they pepperoni bread. Mm. So, I I I went to Buffalo, New York. Uh, Niagara Falls is thirty minutes up the street from my hotel. Any city I go to, the attractions that they known for, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm up the whole night studying about Niagara Falls while I go the next day. You come up with jokes, or, or I just... come up with jokes, all that. Like, I, cause when I do the show, I need people respect that you took time out to learn their their city, and mm-hmm. just like people, if you learn their language, yeah. they they respect you like on yeah. another level. Mm-hmm. So here it is, I'm doing Buffalo, New York, and I'm telling them, I'm like, yo, in 19 such and such, y'all cut the waterfall off, and it was dry rock. Over five thousand dead bodies at the bottom of the waterfall. Like, so this is the kind of stuff that you learn as you. I go to Kansas City. They known for barbecue, Gates Barbecue, a couple of joints. Like I'm, I'm a always St. Louis. I go to the St. Louis Art. Mm-hmm. What they make all the beer in St. Louis. A lot of our beer that we drink come from St. Louis. They got a whole Willy Wonka factory of beer out there. Like so. So this is the homework, huh? So you gotta do your homework. You gotta do your homework. Some people just content with doing the same jokes over and over. Ain't nothing wrong with doing the same jokes. Yeah, yeah. But you should be able to add some material to it. Yeah. Do Do you like work work jokes out to like? I mean, different rooms to see if they work. Oh yeah. Like I, I I'm at a point now where some comedians look at me like. Man, I know I ain't got enough to book you, but you know, mm-hmm. and I pop up at all these little rooms and stuff, and I'm like, can I get some time? They be looking like, for for real, like, yeah, let me get some time. That's crazy. I want to try some new stuff out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's and, and a lot of people respect you for that. You a legend, bro. 
Hey dog, I I I keep my hands in in the in the local community. I'm I'm always looking for talent. I'm always looking for that next person. It, it's all of, I learned that from Pizzo. Uh planting seeds. You got to plant seeds. And and some of them seeds you've been watering. If, if, if people that got plants in the house, they know how this works. This you got like seven, eight plants. You might take care of four or five of them pretty good, but them other two just like you looking like this ain't keep dying. I keep trying to say the leaves on it, but and you just gotta focus on them five plants that's growing good though. Right. And so that's what's happening now is a lot of the people that I, I have started in the game yeah, are planting seeds with yeah. run a couple of those names off. Uh, I know uh, a lot of females that have really made impact in the game, you started them off on their comedy career on stage. Yeah, and, and that's another big thing. I don't feel nobody in the comedy game done more than me for the female comedians. I, don't, I, I name I a couple that. of them. Uh, Shirlene, hands down, that's my sister right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Viral Sensation, The Christie Show, a.k.a. Shirlene. Uh, Shirlene was like one of the first ones to come back and get me mm-hmm. after you know I started her out and in the beginning I was blowing her and her sister up like yo y'all should do this comedy thing they're like look we ain't uh uh-uh, uh I ain't mm-hmm. and I had to literally like yo just give me a shot like I'm begging them and now here it is three four five years later Shirlene selling out shows I'm talking about killing them Tyler Perry Tyler Perry movie I'm talking about the girl just talented. Uh, Jasmine Brown. Jasmine Brown, very talented woman. Uh, uh, got characters. Uh, she hosts now for Kevin Hart's uh, special. Uh, Kevin Hart Network. Mm-hmm. She, she hosts that. She's in two, three Tyler Perry uh, shows right now. Mm-hmm. Sisters. Uh, Zatima. I might be saying it wrong. Jazz, they don't get mad at me. I think it's Zatima, though. Uh uh, Jess hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, yeah. uh, B Simone. B Simone. Desi Bank. I and and I didn't start everybody' career. I just converted them over to stand up. Mm-hmm. And or some of them I had my hands in, just telling them what to do. Desi, he he told me, he like, yo man, I'm a, I'm gonna blow up. Like Desi was telling me, he like, yo, watch, you gonna see, dog. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna have a world in my. He a good brother. Like yeah, he just yeah. he just humble. And I and I think I be looking at Desi now, looking like wow, like he told me exactly what he was gonna be doing. He was like, "Yo, just give me my own tour, man." And I told him, I said, "Just start off with B Simone first. Like y'all already got a chemistry, mm-hmm. and she got a big women fan base. Just mm-hmm. go with her, and this will prep you for when you go on your own joint." Now I I do regret that I could have been more and started Desi, like jumped on it. But I ain't jump on it like talking about so, mm-hmm. so I ain't start him in stand up. But I was he was on the road with me and Shirlene. Okay, Shirlene out on Walker, uh, uh, Anna Douglas. Uh, yo, uh, it was an amazing tour. And at that time, he was just trying to you know learn the ropes and stuff. But he's killing them now. But yeah, there's a lot of people. The list goes on. Like, and and I genuinely looked out for people or planted a seed with them. 
wanting to see them win. I won't look in. If they, they, hopefully they come back and get me. I ain't walking around with that bitterness. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's the plan. Right. But if it don't happen, I, I did this because I saw something in you and I had the tools to help. You know what I mean? And once again, I learned that from Pizzo. This is what he did with all of us. DJ Baby Drew, me, uh, 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 Jump Off, uh, the list go. The list is crazy. Like I can't even name everybody off the rip, but a lot of us out here got our careers and stuff because it is man, like giving us the opportunity, it, dog. So I appreciate it. I so anyway, I go in the world. If people interview me, ask me anything, I let them know off the rip. This guy is the one that's responsible for Angus Black. And Period. you know what? And I and I would get phone calls with people. You've done like TV interviews, and you would say that people would call me. Mm-hmm. So that man, I I really appreciate. It. I didn't do it for that. I just did it because you know that's what God put on my heart to do. But I want to transition a little bit and tell everybody about what type of impact that Dick Gregory, because you had the opportunity yeah. to really build with the legend icon. Dick Gregory, like, to explain. Yeah, that, I, I brought Dick Gregory to VA three times. And it, I didn't realize how big it was till he came the first time. It was like I was bringing Jesus to 757, dog. Like, girls was trying to get through the crowd. I just got to touch his him. I just got to touch the cloth of him. Like, and I was just, man, I learned some, a lot of things. I'm so conscious like this because of Dick Gregory, but to sit in, in, in his presence and, and have a conversation with him, man, dog, I seen the supernatural in real life, dog. Like, and and sometimes I was just looking like, Dick Gregory, you reaching with that one right there. And but I remember one time we had just did a show, and he had to catch the train because he he wasn't really trying to mess with no flights like that. So he he came in on the train. I was late pick, picking him up in the morning to get him to the train station, so the train done left. So he like, he like, don't worry about it. You can just drive me to Richmond, and we can catch the train before we get up there. I'm looking like, man, by the time we go through the tunnel or get through the tunnel, we're going to probably miss it. He like, the universe will give you anything you want. You just got to know how to talk to the universe. He'll pull out his rock with the, uh like like a universal rock, like it was it was – a lot of conscious people wear the stones and stuff, but he had this rock. And I used to be like, Dick Gregory making that rock move on his own. He trying to move his hand. But but you couldn't tell. So he'll have a rock up, and then the rock just start going this way or going that way and stuff. And I'm looking at him like, is he doing that? And then he'll look at me. He's like, all right, we good. No traffic. We're going to make it. No traffic. It's going to be a straight shot. I'm looking like, all right, dog. I know how the Hampton Tunnel is. It's not gonna be a straight shot. A lot of you not straight shot. That's the clearest I ever drove, drove through there. So even then, I was sitting there like, this is that's just a coincidence. So then, what he he asked me, he said, everything is mathematics. Everything is mathematics. He said, everything else is some memory based BS, but science and math. Make sure your kids learn that. So he was like, I'm going to give you an example. He like, what, when was you born? I said, June 19th, 1981. He was like, oh, you were born on Juneteenth. He's like, man, you were chosen when you were Gemini. He said, y'all are uh, 
carriers of information. Y'all get very intellectual type people. Word Crazy in hell. I'm a, I'm a Gemini too. <laughs> see, see, see. I'm talking about. See, see. And he was like, all you got to do is just look at the celebrities in your bracket and you can see how you think. Yeah. So, sh- like, yeah. you look at Gemini's, we got Tupac. We got Kanye. We got Kanye. We got Prince. Me, me and Kanye got the same birthday. See. We got Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Crazy as hell. So I, I can relate to, yeah. uh, to Donald Trump and Kanye ranting. I know where that ranting coming from because once you know a Gemini, yeah. Kendrick Lamar, we just very creative. Kendrick Lamar is a Gemini? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Geminis are considered the most creative zodiac. I get y'all that. Y'all crazy as hell. Yeah, we crazy. We, we, crazy. we got two sides and... We could be caught ten sides. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Doctor <laughs> Jekyll and Mister Hyde, straight up. Yeah, real talk. And uh, so yeah, Dick Gregory put me on to to. Uh, I won't really into astrology because you know I come up in a church household where they be like, "Hey, God say don't." So, mm-hmm. but I was like, I said, "How Meshach, uh, uh, Ben Shack, who are, you know the dudes, <laughs> the the three wise men when yeah, they yeah, went yeah. to uh, Jesus uh, manger and stuff." I was like, "How did they find the using the star?" <laughs> So yeah. so y'all keep Real saying tough. that. So it's not a coincidence that I come across people and I just observe them for a little while. And I'm like, you a cancer. Yeah, how you know? I said, got to be some truth to this. Your characteristics is strong yeah. like a cancer. Yeah. So uh, Dick Gregory told me, he said, watch this. I'm a, He said, your birthday, June 19, 1981. He was like, and it's like he turned away from me and was talking to somebody else. And we in the column right here. I'm looking at, he said, June, that's four letters. That's like June 191198191918119819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819819
Because, <laughs> dog, he got a book that he carried with him that got all the information in it. And he used to always say, I'm surprised I'm still here. Surprised the government ain't been got me. Yeah. He said, I'm blessed to be here. Mm-hmm. And, dog, uh, he said, he said I got I got more crap than the uh, FBI and the government. I, I got, dog, uh, he's showing me autopsies of presidents that died on the table. Like, yeah, that's such a such. Open up on the table right here. Uh, yeah, Martin Luther King. Uh, uh, he ain't died from a bullet wound. They 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 smuggled him with a pillow. You know what I mean? Mm. He, he gave me that whole story in the hospital. Huh? In the hospital. He, and he told me the guy who who was a witness to him not being assassinated. Like he told me the whole joint. He like he you can go on YouTube and see. He like yeah, Jesse Jackson set him up. You know what I mean? Like dog, it's deep. That's why that's why I wanted to ask you that question because like I said, this is a this is a, a icon, you know what I'm saying? When you gave me the pleasure to meet him, I could feel the spirit and know yeah. that this dude is blessed beyond c- compare. Like and I just wanted to make sure people to understand that, you know, the, the people that you've been around and to build with, you know, on all, all different spectrums. Like, mm-hmm. you know, going from Corey Holcomb to to Dick Gregory to you know, Herman Hurston to uh, so many other people, man, that you bitch, uh, Charlene, and, and, and there's so many people that has inspired you in different ways. What is some of the information that that really that you use for, like, some life lessons that you've learned from one of those? What's the most important information that you probably got from one of them? <sighs> Man, everybody contributes something different. Uh, but I think I go by just a, a simple recipe with, with everything across the board. It's just treat people like you want to be treated. Right. Like, dog, I ain't got beef or no type of conflict with nobody out there because, dog, I treat people good. And that's one thing even when I started the tour with, uh, with Jess Hilarious, Jazzy, and Pretty V. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand they ain't even know each other like that until I put them on the road together, mm-hmm. even though all of them was popping on, on mm-hmm. the internet. Mm-hmm. So when they got together, I'm looking like, yo, I just, I think I discovered, like, the next big group. Like, these three together, and I was telling them, I said, yo, y'all, if we focus on putting out three, four albums as a group out before we start thinking about solo projects. Mm-hmm. But the comedy clubs never heard of none of the girls. So when they they gave me a, 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 a four-day tour in Ohio in different Funny Bones and stuff, and they gave me the worst night. They gave me a Monday to kick it off. Who coming out to a comedy show on a Monday night? Mm-hmm. Man, I sold out two shows a night per city. And the owners was looking like, all right, all right, we got to sit down. We got to sit down. And that's what kicked off my whole entire uh, relationship of doing my own tours, mm. discovering new talent. Mm. So I, I've learned a lot from, I observe people a lot. But at the end of the day, my recipe is is treat people good. And, right. But but good people get walked over. Like, mm. they, they walk over you. It's going to take longer for you to get to the top when you're doing stuff the right way. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that. If you're doing it the right way, you got to have patience. Mm-hmm. But but it's easy to get to the top if you want to backstab somebody. That's, uh, uh, that's scripture, too. Shortcuts to riches, shortcuts to riches leads to poverty. 
Hmm. So you, you you ever had to leave something on the table? Had to walk away from something that you that you like had to like. <clears throat> Like, you know what I mean? It was hard. I could have got on Bad Boys of Comedy with the Puff Daddy joint, but I ain't get on it because he had a contract for that joint. It was like a three years. He get like a certain percentage of everything you do, and I was looking like, I I, I did all that on my own. Why would mm. I pay somebody for something I did? Yeah. So somebody was looking like, you ain't never been on TV before, so you might as well mm. do it. And it was just like. I think I was thinking like how Colin Kaepernick and Dave Chappelle, yeah, yeah. how all of them walked away. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's this story I always tell Pizzo, because I'm a spiritual guy. You know, I'm into my Bible and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always use the the story of, of Joseph when his brother sold him into to, to some slave masters. Yeah. And he went from a peasant to becoming the king. Mm -hmm. And they thought he was dead and stuff. And then somebody invited them out to the kingdom to come eat. And the brothers are looking like, oh, snap, the king. They don't even know who the king is. Mm. And then they get there. And who's sitting on the throne? Joseph. And it was like, I could decapitate all y'all heads right now. Mm -hmm. But if y'all didn't sell me to the peasants, I wouldn't be who I am today. So it's hard to, to be able mm. to think like that. Yeah. And look at the situation that you in and look at how awful it is and not knowing why you being put there. So that 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 is one of my inspirational stories. So Dave Chappelle, he turned down fifty million. Mm -hmm. Everybody in the world is like, he's stupid. He going crazy. They painted that picture in that narrative. Now look at Dave. Yeah. You, just for a walkthrough, he you got a half a million. Like he got that ten time fold. Book of Job, same thing. Yeah, he yeah. lost his whole family. Mm -hmm. At the end, God bless him ten times fold. Mm -hmm. So Colin Kaepernick, he he stood on his principles, yeah. on his faith. Mm -hmm. NFL banned him. Yeah. Now guess what? He the face of Nike. Mm -hmm. NFL can't cut ties with Nike. Mm -hmm. So y'all ain't got me in the lead, but I'm on y'all shoes and y'all cleats. Hmm. Dog, when God got your back, bro. Yeah. That's just whew. preach. Hey, like, hey, when he got your back, that's all you can go with. I, I, I'm not worried about uh, uh, what man got to say. You know what I mean? And and that yeah, we we all out here on some Book of Eli stuff right now. Mm -hmm. and you know what I mean? The, the whole that movie right there just inspirational on its own. Just to find out he blind at the end. And the whole point of the story is. Hey, walk by faith, not by that's sight. Right. And that's and I'm not just going I'm just not gonna keep worrying about stuff I can't control. And that's something I gotta pray on on a regular. I gotta be like, oh, Me too. I'm question I'm questioning yeah. you again, God. I know mm -hmm. I'm questioning mm -hmm. you again. And and uh he just he just setting it up. Now you gotta understand, God ain't just gonna give it to you. Facts. He gonna give you the blueprint and the tools to go ahead and put it together. Yeah, like I, work. yeah, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. like you got the entertainment system now, mm -hmm. but the the manuals on the inside of how to put it together. Some people still try to do it without the manual, yeah. and then they sitting there with eight screws in their hand, yeah, looking like, mm -hmm. I know I didn't. Nah, you try to do it on your own. Yeah, real talk. Dreams are just dreams without work. Right, straight up. Yeah. So, so dog, like dog, right now. I'm 41 years old, and 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 dog, time is ticking, and dog, we don't, and, and, and time is getting shorter, mm -hmm. and I just God willing, if he can, because a lot can happen overnight. Mm -hmm. 
Boy, you, you, all, all the hours, minutes, dog, seconds, <laughs> for real. Yeah. A deposit takes seconds. Yep. And yeah. everything you thought you missed out on life, mm-hmm. you could do all that and within the next month. Yeah. I could catch up just like that. Yeah. I I just saw some dude just say he's like, I don't celebrate birthdays. Like I'm like I'm looking at him like I don't celebrate birthdays. But the dude look young as hell. And you like, he said, you age when you keep up with the time. Mm. He said, see, you know, God time is different. That's deep. That's deep. That's he real said, though. That's yeah, real. Yeah, I like that. Like I don't, I don't like, I like when, that. I don't like when young people tell me their birthdays or my son. I, 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 <laughs> I don't want to know when people aging because I mean I'm aging. Mm. And everything is a mind thing out here. Everything like, is a mind thing. I, like, like some people, like I don't even get like sick like that. Cause yeah. I, even if I feel like I'm coming down with something, I'll like, be good by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And usually, yeah, because your mind is is controlling all that. That's once, right. once you claim it, mm-hmm. once again back to Dick Gregory. Watch what you put in the universe. Mm. The universe is listening all the time. So right now, I just constantly every day, fifty thousand. 50,000, 50,000. Mm-hmm. I just try to find ways to say what I want. <laughs> the universe listening, don't, but I don't know when they're going to give it to me, but they know how. So, see, people don't know. You can hold God accountable, too, for what he say, mm-hmm. You, but people don't know how to speak his language, so they don't never get blessed. Right. Because I'm like, yo, find what God say this. Right. And then you can hold him accountable. Then you can say, right here in Deuteronomy, such a, you said mm-hmm. if I... You know what? I did say that. Yeah. Boom. Boom. <laughs> there you go. You just said something about Dave Chappelle. And when you talk to comedians, everybody hold Dave Chappelle in a high regard. Mm-hmm. So as an athlete, who would Dave Chappelle be in a comedy scene? What you compare as an athlete? I'm talking about Dave Chappelle would be the Jordan or LeBron of so comedy. Because, yeah, dog, like, his storytelling and, and 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 to keep coming doing new specials, everybody can't do that. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't. I, I'm still trying to figure out how Dave Chappelle write and how he come up with his stuff. Like he's a very he a big inspiration. But every time I'm looking at him, I'm like, this is crazy. He he just shot a special mm-hmm. uh, a month ago, and now he coming back with another one, a whole another power hour. That's crazy. So maybe the Chappelle show was getting him for prepared for that. Because when you think about it, Chappelle's show was multiple skits. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's, just, it's just the trying to, re- it's still remembering yeah. that stuff and, and not missing a beat. Kevin mm-hmm. Hart like that. Yeah, yeah. Ke- I got to put Kevin in there already. <laughs> Ke- I don't, dog, I, you know I'm a conspiracy dude. I, yeah, I would yeah. literally have to tell Kev, I'm like, bro, go ahead and tell me the truth. You got clones. I know you did a <laughs> husband of Hollywood and he was joking about it. He had clones out there. But his clones was out of control. So I'm looking like, he got to have him because ain't no way you doing commercials, movies, hosting all of it, and Kevin don't mess up. He everywhere. And we we got to experience Kevin mm-hmm. when he was young in the game. Mm-hmm. And then Pizzo was calling him lucky. Leprechaun. Leprechaun. He dog gambling, <laughs> win. Man. Everything he do, he good at it. Man, I'm telling you, I done had him gambling before he got to walk on stage. I have him down a hundred, couple hundred dollars, and by that time, before he walk on stage, <laughs> we de- I'm down. Like he, it, uh, some of the stuff I seen, I've been gambling for a long time. I don't gamble no more, but I used to at one at one part of my life, gambling was taking care of me, mm-hmm. especially Tunk. 
right? I've never seen nobody do the stuff that he did when we was gambling, ever, since gambling. So that's why I said, at one point, I was like, yo, you a leprechaun. He just started laughing. I said, nah, nigga, you a leprechaun. And every time he came in town, that's all Pizzo was worried about. <laughs> Tell him I need to win my money back. That's all he was worried about. <laughs> so, yeah, that dude, man, yeah. hey, it's only yeah. a few people. Even my barber, uh, Jermaine. Yeah. Dog, that dude... He he's a he's a a a, a, a counselor, marriage poet. counselor, poet. The the dude can throw a football sixty yards standing still. Jeez. His his three pointer is wet. Bowling, he rolled perfect scores in bowling. He he do praise worship. The dude do he do uh, community events and bringing the police in the hood together. He don't. This dude is some people in this world that you come across that you just be like. This dude unbelievable. Unbelievable. He he got another type of like Dragon Ball Z glow yeah. on him or something. I don't That's know. Crazy. He from your side, humble. Oh yes. Yeah, he from your yeah, side. Yeah, he my barber, Jermaine Lewis. Jermaine Jay, we call Lewis. him J Lou. Yeah, J Lou. Yeah, dog. That dude is like he was my marriage counselor, even though my marriage <laughs> failed. That's the only one that he he won't he won't perfect. He like nah nah. You ain't gonna blame that on me now. You ain't gonna blame that on me. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean that that's 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 dope, man. That you could see people like that and really kind of get on their props and not feel a certain way. Yeah. Like, like, and I tell anybody, I'll be like, "Yo, man, Kevin Hart is is anointed. Like, is on a different level. Like, you know, certain things that you see, and he don't forget nothing. Nah, that- he don't forget nothing. Like when I see him, and I see him in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? It's just like we picked up. And I'm like, dang, he ain't even forgot. That, it's, you know? it's unbelievable how crispy his mind is, dog. I, I, I promise him. I, I guess you could look at people like him, Floyd Mayweather, all of them. Just how crispy they. That everybody ain't got that. You know, we always heard the whole thing. Jay Z and Tupac don't write. And you know what I mean? You so you just looking at on the level, like you're like, man, that's not natural for everybody. Yeah. Like Tupac. Put out like nine more albums after his death because he just had that much stuff. That work ethic. Yeah, Prince just, mm-hmm. despite Prince being an awesome, play every instrument, can do. He still had time to do Jehovah Witness. I didn't even know that. Prince, Prince was still knocking on people's doors. <laughs> I, I look. If you go online to that's funny. W, is what part of the game is that? Is uh-huh. a part of is a how you pronounce it? Uh, Potomatic. I don't even know. I might be saying it wrong. Potomatic. <laughs> that's what it's called. Potomatic. Uh-huh. But it's, it's W W P O T I G I T. Man, I posted up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it got all my skits that I did on the radio with the legendary Buddha Brothers. Buddha Brothers. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a whole that's nother piece, piece I had left out. But shout out to Buddha they, Brothers. They, that, that's a that that's a whole nother story. Big B was handy. Big B. Rest in peace, DJ Law, Mike Lord. That that that's what really that that mm-hmm. took me to a whole nother level to be on a morning show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a skit up there where I imitated Prince knocking doing Jehovah's Witness. Oh, that's dope. I probably had to let y'all hear it yeah, when we yeah, get yeah. off. But we we'll make sure we put yeah it in the yeah Prince a joint. Prince pull up with the with the motorcycle and 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 Prince knock on the door and the dude like, hey man, who is this? And I I know this ain't Prince. And he was like. <laughs> Are you aware of Jehovah's return? 
It's just, just, hey, babe, come here, Prince. Here. Are you aware of Jehovah's Return? I do yeah, the whole yeah. thing, but yeah, Prince still was doing the Jehovah's Witness that thing. That sounds crazy. And the stories that you will hear, man, that I be, I'm inspired every day, dog. Like, I'm just. You got to be. Because I'm going to tell you where he really get it from. His daddy is funny. <laughs> Pops is super. He know I love Pops. Yeah, Pops dog. Pops super funny, man. And he don't even be trying to be funny, but he got the voice. And he just, you know what I'm saying, he funny. So I knew, you know what I'm saying, when when I when I met Pops, I said, that's where black really kind of get it from. Yeah. His daddy is his daddy is funny, man. We was thinking about doing a podcast too. That would have been a funny junk. My daddy is funny. Everybody love him. Uh, but real quick, now I'm gonna make this real fast, just to piggyback on the Buddha Brothers thing. Mm-hmm. Understand, I was in the sixth grade when I met the Buddha Brothers at my middle school, rough in the middle school. Mm. They came for a pat rally. Mm. Dog, I was so fascinated with them at that time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, it's the Buddha brothers. Yeah, yeah. And I had a t- they gave me a t-shirt, 103 jams. Uh on the back, they put their signatures up there. DJ Law, Big B, Phil Nelson. Um uh, it was some other people that was on the radio station at that time. They all signed my shirt. And I remember telling DJ Law and Bit B, I said, yo, one day I'm going to be on the morning show with y'all. They were like, hey, keep being inspired, young brother. You never know. Boy, that sound like Law, too. So, like, just imagine at sixth grade I say that, right? Mm-hmm. Fast forward, I'm doing comedy now, and I meet Mike Lord. Mike Lord was on the morning show as well. Mm-hmm. And Mike Lord wanted to do stand-up. So everybody kept telling Mike Lord, like, yo, you need to link with Angus. Angus, the, the plug on that. Mm-hmm. Mike Lord, he come do the open mic nights with us at the Funny Bone. Mike Lord was very aggressive. Uh, crowd didn't like him. Started booing him. Mike Lord ready to jump in the crowd, ready to fight. <laughs> so... Mike Lord say, yo, Black, I rock with you, dog. Like, yo, you talented. Mike Lord telling DJ Law and them about me. Like, yo, I met this dude, Angus. I don't know them like that yet. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, Mike Lord did a show at the Funny Bone that night. We usually go to an after party after that. And uh, Mike Lord said, I'm tired. And he go home. And that next morning, we end up finding out Mike Lord passed. Mm. So I'm looking like, wow, like we just with him. So here it is, I'm in a relationship, and the girl I'm kicking it with, she she making plans to move to Atlanta. She's saying, like, I think I'm about to move to Atlanta. She's like, you need to get out of Virginia. You need to come on down. Uh, finally, she convinced me. I said, bump it. I'm coming to Atlanta with you. We packed the U-Haul truck up. My stuff is on the truck. I get a call from DJ Law. DJ Law like, yo, Mike Lord told us a lot about you. And it's hard for me to move on to, to find somebody to fill his spot. But he he really loved you. So I'm just hitting you up. What you think about becoming a Buddha brother? And I'm looking like, I still got the T-shirt with their signature on it. And I'm sitting here like, yo, this can't be real. Do you know I broke up with my girlfriend and let her move to Atlanta, and I stayed here to be on the Buddha Brothers Morning Show? That's crazy. And then Law gave me game on the whole joint, 
and told me, he said, hey, dog, I'm not always going to be here. Mm-hmm. He, he, you need to learn how to work this board. You need to know how to, you need a signature. That was the first thing he said. You need something that everybody going to know you for. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah. And I got, he kept pressing me about it, and I got mm-hmm. frustrated one day. And I was like, man, I don't know, man. I said, man, I, don't, I said, man, what part of the game is that, dog? The, the, uh, he's like, there you go. There you go right there. I was like, what? What part of the game is that? That's that's yours. And that's how I came up with that name. That's crazy. And ran with it after that. That's dope. And that's the thing you know, Law just kept telling us, like, yo, you never know the station syndication is coming. Mm. He was trying to break down what syndication was before it got really syndicated. Yeah. And after after a while, here it is. I'm here it is. I'm hosting the club, the alley. Mm-hmm. I lead. I ain't get paid. I ain't get paid right or something. I had to call law and law fixed it for me. I'm talking to law on the way home, but we on the morning show. We gotta be at the station by like five. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving the club at like three in the morning. So when I uh, I'm talking to law, law saying a lot of positive things. He like, well, you got your money and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. He said, all right. Well, I see you in a few hours. Get a phone call. He died that quick. Dang. He died that quick between that little talk that we had. Wow. And and then once again, he said, one day you're going to have your own morning show. And it's like everything he said just happened. Mm. And, and then out of nowhere, here it is, me and DJ B, we just get put on a morning show. Yeah. Dog, they ain't, we ain't go through no training or nothing. It was like, y'all the new morning show. And we just went from there. We ain't never had nobody guide us, set up our whole morning show. We did everything on our own. That's crazy. That's dope, though. Yeah, yeah dog. So good, the story, dude. the stories be crazy how the junk come around, how you don't know who going to be who in your life. And that's Time. crazy. And that's crazy, too, with Law, right? So Law and the Buddha Brothers was the reason why I got in the radio. First, it was a, a, a guy. I got in the radio selling weed. <laughs> so the dude who was the program director, they just opened up the station mm-hmm. at the school I was at, at the college I was at, North Carolina Central, mm-hmm. NCCU one time. So he came to buy some weed, went in anyway, so he told me I need to get in the radio because it was a whole bunch of people at my house on the porch. Was, I was cooking out, whatever. So I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, like Black was doing, I seen you at DTLR. And he was like, yo, man, you know what? You need to get in radio. And I'm like... Eh, you know, whatever. So end up, you know, he was a constant customer. So uh one day I came home, I was thinking about driving, and I came home and and the Buddha Brothers had Biggie on the radio. Mm. And a light switch went on. And I said, Yeah, I'm gonna get in the radio. So they inspired me and I always tell them that. And even when he called me one day when I was in Atlanta. And he was like, yo, man, I just seen this article in the whatever. I can't remember the magazine. It was a radio magazine. He was like, I'm proud of you, man. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. he, that, that meant a lot to me. Because when I first mm-hmm. met him, mm-hmm. I remember when uh, Lonzo uh, uh, Mourner had a, the, the, the softball game. Mm-hmm. And and I was, you know, I, I talked to him, but he was kind of like kind of standoffish. Yeah. Because, you know, we was competing at that time. We was I was at the rival station. Mm-hmm. But uh, Big B, so I was like, yo, Big B, you know what's up? He's like, man, that, it ain't nothing, man. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. So Big B explained it. Because Big B always been like that, you know, 
kind of like real cool. He, you know, what I'm saying so. Uh, the impact that the Buddha brothers have left on this area, man, mm-hmm. is never will be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And That's I crazy. definitely want to show them some love for what the things they have done and the people they have inspired, because they definitely inspired me to get in the radio. They the ones that's kicked off the whole 757 movement, mm-hmm. the, the staple 757. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, dog, like, I, I would never, never, like, DJ Law, one of the most intellectual brothers I have ever met. Like, scientist mode. Like, first one to do Ancestry.com <laughs> back in the day. Was him. And, dog, he ended up finding out that his uncle, because DJ Law, mom was white. So he half white, half black. Mm -hmm. Ended up finding out his great-great-uncle was a grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. Whoa. And DJ Law went to go meet him. Drove to where he lived to go meet. Had a picture with the grand wizard. Dog, that that was so powerful on another level, dog. It it sent chills to me because... I know the whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, for him to go do that, it was like, especially how big he was against racists. That's crazy. And see, uh, DJ Law was an atheist. DJ Law mm. ain't believe in God. And before he died, um, I ain't going to say he ain't believe in God. He probably believed in a higher power, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole Bible thing, Bible, all of that, yeah, that, yeah. that was... For sure. So, and we used to get in heated arguments, almost like fight mode. Yeah, religion. Screaming in that. that we, yeah. Because I was, I was a Jesus thumper at that time. <laughs> I'm like, you, you, you. I'm yeah, we yeah, in there yeah, going yeah. at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, dog, this was the crazy part. His whole life, he ain't really mess with the church or the Bible and stuff. Mm-hmm. Before he died, he went to church that Sunday. That's the. That's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, Kim Brown, Bishop Kim Brown. He was doing the uh, the, the Christmas drive mm. where they get all the kids the bikes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, DJ Law was teamed up with uh, Bishop Kim Brown mm-hmm. and Bishop Courtney McBell. Courtney. Yeah, so he he hit. And, and that's crazy because Kim Brown said that uh, he's like, out of all the times, he would never come meet me at the church. He did. This one day he was like, hey, man, I think I'm going to think I'm going to come try it out, man. I'm going I'm to. And he died that week after he went to church, dog. That's crazy. Wow. That is, time, man. So, time man. is like, you know what I mean? Go like that. Yeah, That's dog. Like, dog, we, the stories, we, we could be talking for this, like, hours based imagine. on the stuff that we went through from our station, me transitioning over to that station, just us as a whole. Mm-hmm. It, it was a different time. Yeah, the, what, I, what I take from that is, is remembering that I got to appreciate the people that's in front of me, that's actively right now helping me in any kind of way. You know what I mean? And because the, the thing is, some people look at some people and don't know how to see the vision with some people. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just talking to you outside about that. Mm-hmm. I was like, my problem was people are coming to me and tell me, like, yo, I see you about to move up. Let me help you. Mm-hmm. I can shoot your cameras. I can do this. And then we do two projects together. And then it's like, man, you need to give me 800 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You be like, I thought you saw my vision. <laughs> nah, man, I got, you know. So I was like, yo, it is what it is. And I I got footage that some of these people got that they never gave to me. They deleted it. It was some classic material. And because I ain't had the money to pay them. But so now I was like, I ain't going to get put in that position again, dog. Yeah. But the yeah. team going to come how it's going to come. And it's going to just 
it's gonna make sense. And I'm yeah. 41, but like I said, a lot of people ain't really pop until they got older. Like right. Steve yeah. Harvey, Cheryl Underwood, mm-hmm. all uh, they now just getting their flowers now. Right. Like, not that I wanted to be older to get my my flower. I still yeah. want to. Be walking around right and still, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. doing little stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I don't, I, yeah, that's that's the worst part right there. It's, that's when you figure it out when you get older. Right. You, know, you, you, you fuck up or well, mess up enough, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, you figure exactly. It you figure it out. Yeah. But you know, there's so many different people that's, uh, a lot of people don't really understand the level of talent that come from our area. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? On another level, dog. Talent. You know what I'm saying? That Moose conversation pointed out to me too. That that conversation with Moose. Uh huh. About all the the people that came from my uh, from my area, man. You know, jazz. Oh man, it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. And 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 football. You know what I'm saying? We got the Michael Vick. Yeah, we got Allen Iverson, Aaron Aaron Brooks, Aaron Brooks, uh, 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 Burroughs. Yeah. Dre Bly. Yeah. Dexter Reed. Dexter Reed. Benjamin uh, Watson. Um uh Lawrence Taylor from VA. Uh, uh Bruce Smith. Bruce Smith. Um Man dog. Like Joe six, Smith. Joe Smith. Joe Smith from he had a store in my hood out Huntersville. You know. Uh, Who's Joe Smith? Joe Smith, Basketball. the NBA player. Joe yeah. Smith, you know what nice. Joe Smith was a legend back then. Yeah. He really popping. I, I collect baseball, basketball, football okay. cards yeah. and stuff. So Lonzo Morning. Yeah, I, 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 I ain't no Lonzo Morning from here. Yeah, yeah. Lonzo Morning yeah. from Chesapeake. Ronald hey. Kerr. Sweet Ronald P. Kerr. Sweet Pea. Yeah, Sweet, Sweet Pea Whitaker. Rest in peace, Sweet Pea. Nah, oh. like VA from 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 producers. Oh yeah, to, yeah. you can keep going to man. athletes. Yeah, we like we got we got artists. Uh, Masego, Masego from here. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's so many. Yeah, uh, Wanda, Wanda Sykes from here. Coco Brown from here. I know yeah. Wanda Sykes was from here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wanda Sykes, B Town. Yeah, Missy, Missy, like, Missy. Yeah. yeah, no man, no like rail clips. People don't rail. understand like Bink. a lot of cities you go. Pink. Yeah, Bink. Yeah, Knotts. Knots, like a lot of cities you go to, dog. It's some cities that don't get no recognition. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or if you be like, if you Google rappers from Cleveland or rappers from, mm-hmm. you got to just look at how many people getting an opportunity from certain markets. It's hard. Like right now, Baltimore is on fire. Hmm. Baltimore got a lot of people in the game doing their thing. As far as what rappers or too much just just, just talent in oh, general. Yeah, general, general. My man Cleon the comedian, Jess hilarious, uh, uh, uh my Tay, girl Indy. Javante. Yeah, Javante. Mm. Like Baltimore, they they getting some love right now. That when uh we did the last podcast with Pusher, and mm-hmm. he mentioned about how a lot of people come from here, but they have to leave here in order to get on. Yes. Or, or yeah. make it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Can you speak to that as a as a Comedian? Well, uh, Pizzo would be the first one to <laughs> cuss me out. Like, since since the beginning of the time, Black, you got to leave VA. Mm. You got to leave VA. We love VA. We love it. But it, it, it's like you be trying to go against the grain and be like, man, dog, I, I got so much going and making excuses. And mm-hmm. it, it come down to just something that he say. And it's something that I know you got to take accountability for is just, Everybody success can be scary. That that's just mm. what it is. It can be scary hmm. to to jump to a whole nother city. You don't know nobody. Yeah, yeah. 
you look at I'm looking at how long it took me to build my name out here. What I had to go through the hustle. Mm. And it's like, do I got any more in me to go start over from scratch in another city but, to build that up? Usually isn't it the people that's not from where you are support you more than the, there yeah. you go. Yeah, and is. see, that's what I'm saying. I could tell myself that, but I'm like, it used to be a time where your warm market used to be your cousins, your family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now the cold market is people who don't, don't know they, they wait. And the cold market is 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 supporting you more than the warm market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what? that's what yeah. we keep doing. We keep promoting to the people that we know for every event that we got going on. And now we ain't supposed to be doing that. Why do you think that is, though? Why do you think that we we it's easier for us to support strangers than it is people that we know? Man, that's a that's a good question. That's a good question. It's, that's a good question. That's a kind of hard question, but you know that's that's that. I think that's like that everywhere. Everywhere, though. that's everywhere. Like so, if you yeah. meet somebody, if you if you go to Columbus, Ohio, and you come out there, this your first time out there, mm-hmm. you think Columbus, Ohio, nice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, man, this man, the love out here. Yeah, somebody yeah, from yeah. Columbus, Ohio, gonna be like, man, these niggas out here don't be. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's people, just like we do here at home. Yeah, I'm about to say it's like people come out of towners come to Virginia when they came to something in the water. The mm-hmm. out of towners felt like yeah, y'all oceanfront crazy. Y'all got a strip, and we, we like, sitting there looking like this shit. The ocean, the oceanfront. <laughs> this shit butt. This shit butt. Hey, nah, this shit. Them, them carnival <laughs> rides been there since I was a baby. Yeah, but I'm think, surprised niggas still getting on them. I think if we see it though, I think we lose appreciation for it. If, yeah, if it's there in front of our face every single day, yeah. and you get used to seeing it, you lose appreciation for it. Well, you know, being able to go to like seven different markets and do radio, right? You do learn about how cities and the culture and the heritage of the city. Virginia still is one of the hardest places, as far as. The hating and and just a, just a lot of different energies, but what that does it prepares you mm. when you go to other cities that you're ready to get in the grind like you did in Virginia, yeah. and it don't be as hard, and it just you just in the a good space, right? Well, I mean, I think that's why so many people when they leave here and they blow up because they're so used to having so much going against them. When they get out those area, this area, they start moving and they grinding, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they be like, "Damn, you know what I'm saying?" Mm-hmm. And the love starts to come. But I think this area does prepare you for that. What the hardships, yeah, the toughness, the toughness, mm-hmm. and the different things of that sort. Because you got to look at, look at, if you even look at like our like our athletes and stuff, like they tough, like Vic. He was tough. Iverson, mm-hmm. tough. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They 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 have went through the whole terrain of being in Virginia and that type of hate. And it's not if you look at it from that perspective, it could be something positive. But you know, some of us like myself, I don't like that type of energy yeah. consistently all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that that that's how that, that goes with that. But even even uh we talking about comedians, like we we we, we had like um Jay Farrell that was on Saturday yeah. Night Live. We yeah, had Leonard um, Oops. Leonard Oops. Leonard Oops. Yeah, he doing his thing. We got um uh, man, Bo Dacious doing his thing. Bo. Bo on the road with DL. 
uh, and killing comedy clubs. He headlining on his own. Right. You know what I mean? Like he he a force to be reckoned with now. What's like, the guy that was um that the actor guy that was on the uh big show um uh I can't remember his name, but he it, we got a, quite a few actors as well. That's oh yeah, Nate Parker. Yo, yeah, Nate Parker. That's Nate, the whole. That's family. That's yeah, my family. yeah. Nate Parker. Yeah, yeah. Nate Parker definitely uh, Norfolk all day. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, man, we got a, we got a few conscious or, or, or black type movies. We got the Birth of a Nation. We got this movie called The Twenty Four. I think it's called The Twenty Four about these. It's uh, it's two people from Portsmouth in that movie. Uh, it was about. Uh, the military getting treated like crap down in Texas. Mm. All black, black soldiers. Mm. And one night, bro, they got fed up and they went out as a platoon, like marching mm-hmm. into the city, start killing all the white police officers and jump. Oh wow! You got yeah. white, that was a good movie, dog. Okay, so, twenty four. Yeah, twenty four. I gotta make sure I I check yeah, that I'll out. Yeah, I send that to you, dog. That's a good one. And but yeah, and we got the Jay Ski too. That's what, you know oh, what Jay saying? Ski, yeah. yeah that, now that's definitely. my brother right there. Yeah, yeah Jay Ski representing Richmond, Antoine Scott. Uh, uh, man, we got we got a lot of people, man. Richmond, that's my second home right there. And you know, like I'm saying, you can even say some of the best R&B cats from D'Angelo to Trey yeah. Songz or Chris Brown, all of them from uh, this, uh, Virginia. Yeah, uh, Governor, Governor, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So we done had we got a lot of talent in this area, and make sure if you haven't heard about something in the water, go ahead and get your tickets for the next year. Because this is one of those epic type of situations that you definitely want to be a I'm part of. I'm pretty sure it's going to be in May, not April anymore. Because right. April going to be raining you out every time. So I, I think we're going to shoot for May. But, yeah, nah, that for real, hands down, I would like love to get him his flowers. Man, sure. that that dude, what he done for the 757 is is unmatched. Unmatched. Ain't nobody can match Unmatched. And, and bruh, like, man, when I was out at something in the water, just to run across some young kids who from his area, Atlantis, Atlantis Apartments, and these young boys just told me so much stuff that Pharrell was doing for the neighborhood that I had no idea. And just to see some straight hood brothers, just like, man, no, he 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 always good over here. My mama was about to get evicted. He paid our rent. And the stories I heard, I'm like, man. Yo, for real, bro. For real, definitely. For real. Yeah, definitely, bro. You know what Thank I'm you, bro. I, I, you got to give him his flowers because, you know, the things that he's he's doing and um, how he stood up for something and then he, he, he did it the first year, which I was a part of the first year I, I came. Most epic most weekend epic, right. in history of right. Virginia. Right. And then to stand for something and not do it the next year because – of some racist stuff that was going yeah, on. Yeah. I, I, I give him way more credit even for that because we definitely got to stand on certain situations mm-hmm. and stand 10 toes down. So it big up to the whole whole Pharrell, Star Trek, everybody. But, you know, as, as, as a comedian, you know, what do you what do you aspire to be in the next few years? Like, what is, you know, acting? Um... Like? Definitely acting. I, I I need a movie or two under my belt, like ASAP. Like I feel like some VA Friday type type movie coming up, type stuff. But yeah, acting, um, uh, kind of running my own 
like I want my own agency, honestly. Like, okay. The way I'd be discovering talent and coming mm-hmm. across people, like I want to be in a position to sign and you know and and get you know and and my main thing, just being in a comfortable situation, you know, God willing. That you know, he allowed me to bless my 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 family mm-hmm. and bail a lot of my family out of debt that's and that's why put my to. dad in in his favorite home. That right. you know what I mean, and and do it where everybody's still like in health and good health. Right, right. And and that's the thing. So, um, just staying motivated to do it for other people that I love. Mm-hmm. It ain't about me. You know what I mean. Well, how can anybody get in contact with you? Uh, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Angus Black, A-N-G-U-Z, uh, Black, or Comedian Angus Black. On Instagram, it's Comedian Angus Black. Uh, I'm on TikTok, but I really don't use it. Uh, I, 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 no, that's the thing that we... <laughs> 41, dog, so, you know? <laughs> Man, it's, it's I, past I, our age group I, a little I'm, bit. I'm at a point of using the touch screen with the rotary dial on it now, like... <laughs> Man, it's just like, dude, just trying to keep up with the internet is just on another level. So sure. I'm trying to do it, uh, uh, you know, get better at it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can definitely find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. Uh, Snap, I'm just out there really, uh, you know, because girls do it, do some other crazy stuff on Snap. <laughs> <laughs> That's Showing booty. Yeah, that's where you find all the OnlyFans, James. You be like, you be psyched up too. You be looking like. Oh, Patricia got an OnlyFans. Man, I'm gonna have to play this twelve ninety nine and see what she talking about. I said Patricia, but yeah, it be all the old heads up there. You be like, yo, she ain't cook. She like tune in tonight, and I ain't cooking this greens. You like what? <laughs> well, man, listen, man, I just want to let you know, want to give you your props, man. Super proud of you, man. I know that you will be in movies. I know that you will be that uh, mega star. That you've been striving to be, man. I'm super proud of you. Keep representing the V, man. And we appreciate you for coming to the crib, man. Yeah, and, nah, uh, all and day. We always made a pat, you know. Whoever make it first, yeah, yeah. pull the other one up. Yeah. All right. You man. know, that's all day. All right. So, and also, too, my man, Humble, man. Humble. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Be tell- humble. <laughs> if you need any kind of podcast needs, the oh, producer. Yeah. Tell them how they get in contact with you. Yeah, uh, Instagram, man. Instagram at MCXI Studios. Um, HumbleVision.com. That's the website. HumbleVision.com black, backslash MCXI. You can find podcast stuff there. You can I got podcast sign up. This is some of the other podcasts I got going on. But uh, any photography needs, media needs, HumbleVision.com. And that's V-I-Z-I-O-N. All right. So make sure y'all check me out. Uh, you can go to Paint on Paper, Pop program that's a 501c3 nonprofit that uh founded in uh 2009 and what we do is we do a lot for the youth but we tap into that angle so you want to learn more about it go to paint on he really do a lot for the youth not just people that be talking about it like this dude man he in the belly of the beast like juvenile homes prisons now, I, dog, he do it for real. So if you're out there, you're watching this, you got any type of association with helping with the youth, anything, yo, I'm, look, listen to me. It's a no-brainer to reach out to Pizzo and make it happen, yo. This dude is, man, his heart for kids, man, I, I, is unmatched, bro, for real. So, so please. Yeah, please go to paintonpaper.com, leave a donation. Please get a... 
uh, remind the band too as a band that's come on. But anyway, we just want to cut, cut, let y'all know the crib show is definitely Amos and Andy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And also, when we're at Humble, man, we're going to holler at y'all, man. The Crib Show. The Crib. The Crib Show. Peace, peace. The crib show.